We are out here. Fuck y'all talking about. Sophisticated ignorance. Are y'all fucking crazy? That's a fact. Talk are y'all crazy? Yo, y'all get me tight. Like, I be out here trying to be humble. Let's not get fucking crazy. Sophisticated ignorance. I'm not alarmed about anything because you can't predict a bitch like this. I really don't understand where that phrase is coming from. But... If you were somebody who were unpredictable, you may have understood it, but here we are. I don't want to be unpredictable. I have to tell you about Survivor. It's all about being unpredictable and... Okay, you're in a Survivor <laughs> binge mode. Blind-sided people all the time. <laughs> say, giving false hope, fake promises, being fraudulent at all costs because you got to worry about you. I should have watched Survivor since... I was 15. Yeah, I should have. So people being shysty is basically how you survive. Um, It's just to outplay, outwit, and outlast. That's, that's, you got that from the show. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I, no, I think I thought that one on my own. I, I, I highly doubt you didn't. Okay. All right. We're not going to do that today. Neither here nor there. Uh, what's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. I am Vixen J. Welcome, welcome, Rovi. Oh, we're back. We're back with another one. How are we all feeling today? I'm feeling good today. I had a pretty, pretty good week. I, I can't complain. How about you? I am feeling good. As I mentioned in last week's episode, I'm in my new apartment. Woohoo! It's coming along. I recently got a uh, TV stand. That's that big. Got, that I got for Facebook Marketplace. So I got a TV stand. I got a TV. Now the crazy part is I never used to like watch TV like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I would always watch things off of my computer. And now that I have an actual TV space with like you know I have a futon and all that stuff, it's like oh I can sit here and watch TV. Right. But I don't even know what to watch. Right. <laughs> I'm thinking even today, getting a TV, is it like necessary? Necessary. I think it's just people hold on to the nostalgia of like, yeah, TV time. And people, you know, like every Black Friday, people are buying like 60 inch TVs. Right. And it's it's really just to watch your streaming stuff. So it's like you're not actually sitting there watching. Watching like, TVs, right. Right. Memories. It's just, it's anything is just like, I need a big screen to project whatever thing I'm watching. So that's really what it comes down to. Like I have a fire stick. Uh, I stick so, hot. Yeah, you so I'm just watching. And chill now. I tried watching one thing on it, but I don't know. It didn't work out. So I love the Fire Stick. No, I'm not saying Fire Sticks don't have good stuff on it. It's just I tried watching an app on the Fire Stick and it. Oh, I, I might have echo. to. Up, I might have to upgrade the Fire Stick. I don't know. It's it, it. It was. It was kind of what's the word? It was uh, passed down to me, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> so it might be an old version of the Fire Stick. I'm gonna have to upgrade. I'm I wanted sure. to know about that because I know Facebook has Facebook Watch now and everything on that app, but I've never used an app through a Fire Stick to see how you know it comes up, quality, all that jazz. Oh no, it's just like I mean, you can use the YouTube app, the Netflix app, the Hulu app, all those things, and it kind of comes out pretty good i just so happens it just wasn't working on this tv so it's like all right i'll try it another day yeah you can do that i mean the wild part is i have my computer and i have my phone so yeah you it just seems like overkill for you yeah for yourself just i feel like overkill. if you have a tv it's really for like family use home use kids yeah right but see considering i'm in this apartment by myself it's kind of hard to 
gauge. I mean, at some point, I guess I will have company, but until then, it's just me. Hashtag just me. Well, what is it? Fire stick and boop. I'm sorry? <laughs> you never heard of that term? Fire stick and what? Fire stick and dick. That's the that's fire stick and, and dick. dick. <laughs> wow. My cousins be putting me on game. I'm sorry. Fire stick and dick. This is this is the way. It's not Netflix and chill. All right. Okay. So you're making it seem like I don't know what I'm talking about. You've never heard of this? I, I why would I hear fire stick and dick? I As mean, if I'm going <laughs> am I going out for fire stick you know and what? dick? It personally? sounds like a term coined by males. So you I like oh, no. guys use it more frequently. That's what I'm saying. So what so what's next? Comcast Comcast and ass? Comcast. <laughs> Woo. Or Chromecast and ass. Woo. Woo. Okay. Wow. Kids don't, y'all, don't y'all, repeat that again. Y'all have too much time and imagination on your hands. And y'all y'all like to rhyme too much words. That's the answer. That's the answer is y'all like to rhyme too much words. You gotta one up it. It's a we live in a one up phrase era. You have to one up the phrase. Netflix and chill just got too commercial. Say, yeah. It just got too familiar. So you gotta flip the script. Well, I, I used to say Hulu and hang, but I don't think that has a nice ring to wow, it. Wow, you sound extra corny. Wow. All right. You know That's not the point. The point is I'm not <laughs> using fire stick and dick or Chromecast and ass. What, what will you be using? I'm not going to be using any of those terms. <laughs> <laughs> HBO Max and Wax? All right. Wow. You know what? You know what? Let's start the show because clearly I'm killing this and I don't <laughs> I don't like it anymore. <laughs> I don't I don't like where this is going. Just go back to I the know. green room and start over. Yeah. Ooh, Disney plus a bus. Okay, <laughs> no, no more. I'm ending it. Fat, close, shut the door, you're going to jail. You're on station. No more. <laughs> No. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. It's over. Please, it's over. No more. Please. No more. I'm please, um, audience, for, for those who are still listening, please continue to listen. Um, <laughs> I, I promise you, it's it's going to get better. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's start off with our topic for today. Today, well, funny enough, we talk about Netflix, Netflix, and chill, because our topic today is talking about home and what that means to us. Aww. And I know that by moving out of my house. Uh, it's been really kind of a big step for me, but also, uh, and I think we've talked about this in multiple episodes, but kind of we're getting to the, we're going to really like break it down where it's like, what does home mean to you in the sense of location or does it mean like a specific place or does it mean like the four walls around you? Like what does home mean to us? Right. And there's different definitions and categories. Right. Right. For those of you listening who do or don't know, uh, me and Rovi are both born uh, and raised in Brooklyn, New York. So that's our home. Shout out to Brooklyn. BK all day. Uh, I currently still live in Brooklyn. Uh, Roby <laughs> is in disclosed, undisclosed location. I don't no, know if you're going to No, I am sure. a Miami girl now. All right. I've been waiting to say that the whole time, you know. You have to turn, you have to code switch the professional from the slightly sophisticated ratchet. But mm. I've been waiting to say that the whole time. But Miami's different. It's different. It's it's different from everywhere. 
It's yeah, you're damn right. It's different. <laughs> it's different, and that's just me being um, flavorful with the word. But it's definitely different. Of course, it's different. I mean, only. I mean, how long have you been down there? End of July. Yeah. End of July. What is that? July, August, September, October, November, December. Five, five, six months. Okay, so how are you feeling after five or six months to be there? Well, um, it's very different from New York because New York, especially during COVID now, everything is shut down and mm. Miami is busted wide open city. There is nothing closed. They're still dining indoors. There are people actually holding hands, walking down the street. Yes, yes. Holding hands? Holding hands. We're supposed to be six feet apart. <laughs> Crossing the street, on bikes, popping wheelies. Every day it looks like it's a block party outside. And I'm like, y'all really don't think um, we're in a pandemic. So it's different. I myself, I go in and out and just keep it moving. I, I don't I don't like to linger long. I, I started since I moved here, home grocery deliveries. So I don't mm. have to go outside so I can avoid um, being in contact with people and having the contactless delivery. So I have my groceries, my toiletries, my water, things like that being delivered, but it's very different. It doesn't feel like home for me just yet because I'm still mm -hmm. getting acclimated to things, but I can see myself, you know, adapting. I adapt pretty quickly because I've been my, on my own since I graduated from college. So okay, oh. <laughs> I'm, not trying, show off. I'm not showing off, but I'm saying it's, it's just that I know what it is to live on my own and um, just be independent, I guess. So it's not hard for me to adjust, but at moments I say, this is not where I, it might be my forever home. You know what I mean? Right. And I think, well, I mean, you had a reason why you moved particularly, right? Uh, the same thing with me. Like I moved out of my childhood home for a specific reason for growth and development and to learn yep. and to kind of just come into my own. But I think I'm still adjusting because I've only been here like a week and change, but I'm still adjusting to the term home, right? Right. Because for so long I've been using home as the house. So now I have to split up between the house and my spot. <laughs> and it's like, if I say, yo, I'm going home, I'm thinking to myself, oh no, not home, the house. I'm going home to my apartment. Right. And it, and it still feels weird that, you know, it's just like when I'm heading back to my apartment, it's like, oh, this is home. Right, because for me, home has been something else for so long, and it's still it's still like a, a developing or evolving space. So that's why I really wanted to bring up this topic because it's like, what does home really mean? Like, does it just mean the place that you physically are, or is it is it a place that you're comfortable in? You know, I think it's the latter. It the the phrase home is where the heart is definitely comes to play now that I'm older. Mm -hmm. And that I can actually look back and, and see memories that I've had in my house prior. And mm -hmm. I can call those things, you know, they give me a sense of security, a sense of warmth, a sense of belonging. And that's where, you know, you find yourself being in at home. When I went home for um, Christmas, mm -hmm. I felt at ease. I could let my guard down. I didn't have to watch my back. You know, 
a female living by herself, I always have to look around the corner when I'm driving into the driveway. I have to make sure nobody's following me. When I lock the gate behind me, I have to make sure no one's around me. When I go inside, I have to lock the door. Even right now in my apartment, when I take a shower, I have to like make sure I'll, I'll have the music on, but I'll make sure that the doors are double locked and no one comes in. But when I'm home, I have that sense of security because I know my surroundings. I know my family's there to protect me if anything's happening. You know, when I'm home, I can appreciate having game nights, just hanging out for the holidays, making memories, cooking. We bake bread. We made Christmas ham. <laughs> we had mm -hmm. libations. We celebrated Kwanzaa. You know, we did things that made you feel as you belong a part of your house. You know, it's, it's home is where the heart is. You, you, you think about these things. You, you sing um, What I Want for Christmas a million times by Mariah Carey, and then you're like, wow, this is where I want to be. When I was younger, in retrospect, I'm like, oh my God, this is so corny. Why are we doing this? I just want to be in my room. Leave me alone. Like, I, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm antisocial today. Why do I want to hang out with you? But forcing that and making me feel, now that I'm alone, it makes me more appreciative that home is where you make it, you know? You make those connections, those bonds, those memories, and it's not just four walls in your home. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, for me, that's the exact same thing. Um, like, I'm never going to deny the place where I grew up, right? That's never going to be the case. But it also comes down to, like, I guess how you can navigate Right. You know, how, how you navigate home. For me, home has evolved so much throughout the years, even in that same space. Like, I, you know, the way that my family dynamic has changed um, since I was born to recently has been so drastic. Yeah. Right. You know, because for me, home is family. Right. Yep. It's not just it's not just like a physical space. And, you know, I've talked about multiple times how I struggled with the concept of home because of how my family dynamic has changed throughout the years. Like I went from yeah. being younger and it being just like my dad, my mom, my brother, me, right. then, you know, my mom transitioned out after my dad and mom kind of went their separate ways. And then it became my stepmom and my sisters and my brother and my, like it became a bigger family unit. Yeah, it's different. And then, you know, after that, you know, things changed when like my siblings got older, they went away for college and then, you know, it just became me, my stepmom, and my dad. So it was like there was so much different movements and the dynamics changes yeah. in that in that home, where I never really had any control over those things, right? Right. It was like being the youngest of these siblings, or just being the youngest in the family unit. I didn't have a say in how my home dynamic changed. I just had to kind of adjust and go with it, and it sucks, right? But it's good for you now. Now that now you were in a position to control what you define as home. Correct. I'm calling this my first time officially being, you know, on my own. It feels good to kind of have this sense of quiet. My friend was joking earlier, like, you know, you're gonna be there and it's gonna be good now, but then you're gonna get homesick and you're gonna like want to go back home because, no. like, it's quiet. No. As I said, he he was joking, but uh, no, I kind of <laughs> thought about that, like. I kind of thought about the concept of homesickness, right? Because I think that's something that we were talking about um, recently where you, you kind of felt about a homesickness in a sense when you had to go back after the, the holiday. Yeah. And I know that's something that's real. And how do you combat homesickness? Um, well, from personal experience, 
for me, being home was good. It was a nice transition to, to be home. But then to to come back to my apartment, the day before, I just got really anxious. And it just it overwhelmed me. I tried to control it as much as I could because, you know, I just wanted to stifle all of the feelings that were erupting inside of me. So I'm like, oh, my God, um, am I really leaving? And I'm like, why am I leaving someplace where I feel so secure? Like, this is my blanket. This is my security blanket that I can wrap around myself and say, oh, I'm going to go and see my mom. I'm going to see my dad. I'm going to see my aunt. My uncle's going to be there. He's going to help me fix my tire wheel or something like that. <laughs> and then um, knowing that I had to get on a plane the next day and leave, it was something that made me very anxious because I'm saying, what am I going to? I'm coming back to an empty apartment. I'm coming back to... Um, to really nothing, just average everyday day-to-day -day stuff. And I, my head wasn't in the game. I wasn't in the game to start back my normal life. I wasn't in the game to start back being, doing my, my daily activities, you know? And that really, that really triggered me. So now I'm okay, I'm in a better space. Of course, you know, it, it took like maybe a couple of days to get over it, but I started getting back into the things that I like to do, you know? Just a lot of self-care. Um, cleaning also helps me stay grounded. Yes. I, definitely, I, I swept. I, I, mean, I like I cleaning. I my apartment before I left, but I still came back and I was like, all right, I want to wash my bath rugs. I want to change my shower curtains. I want to change my bed sheets. I just want something, you know, something new so I can feel comfortable in my home. Lit all of my candles. Um, did some self-care. Mm. Did my nails. Um, did a face mask, I cooked, I meal prepped for the week. And getting into the groove of those things really helped me to overcome the anxious feelings that I was having. And I was like, listen, suck it up, girl. This is it. This is life. Like you're adulting now. This is life. You got to suck it up. You can't always feel sad. But, you know, at times it hits you, you know, because at the end of the day, I'm still alone. I'm alone in the apartment. You know, I know other yeah. people. You know, you have your friends and whatnot, but still, you still need your family home. You know what I mean? I am still adjusting to the fact that I wake up and it's just me. And I know, once again, I'm not necessarily super missing home yet. Right. But it's just the fact that I'm waking up in a different space that's not my home. You're going through the motions. Right. I'm not hearing my dad uh, in the background. <laughs> the shuffling noises. Uh, right. The shuffling noises, whatever. <laughs> and usually when I wake up in the morning, he's usually sleeping, but when he starts stirring around, like I'm not hearing that. I would hear my sister at some point in time, <laughs> you know, whenever she, me and her get into a conversation. Uh, I, I don't hear that. I like the solitude, but I also are like, yeah, these are familiar noises that That you're are, used to. That I'm used to. And now that I'm not hearing it, it's just like, oh, okay, this is this is real. Yeah. You know what I mean? And my semblance of home is it's so strange because I was never in control of what home looked like for me. Like everything was predetermined. Everything was right, right. determined by someone else. So now it's like I have to create my own sense of home. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? And right now I don't know. <laughs> I'm in the same same predicament. Even even with my apartment right now in Brooklyn, it took me a minute to find out what my aesthetic is, which I still don't think it, it's still my aesthetic. Yes, let's talk aesthetics. My mom definitely was a big um, influence behind it because I will pick something, let's say I'll go to Raymore and Flanagan and I will pick out a living room set and then of course she'll say, 
hey Ro, are you sure you want this? And I'm like, yeah, I want the suede velvet rug with the diamond buttons in it. And I want to be P. Diddy in my um my apartment. Of course. <laughs> yes. Yes, I want it. Well, no, that's going to get dirty so easy. And you're going to have guests over and they're going to sit all over. First of all, hold on. Before I even go further, why do Caribbean people have this museum-esque type mentality for their living rooms? I call my house a mausoleum like, because everything just feels as if it's stuck in time. No, granted, yes, they, they've gotten these things in the past, but it's like stuck in time, collecting dust, even, can't be touched. Even in present time, she's telling me to get my couch, but don't fuck it up. And I'm like, well, how am I supposed to not fuck it up? I'm going to be on my couch. I will be eating food on my couch when I'm watching my TV. I'm going to have people over who have their children. Their kids are not the cleanest, but that's all right. I'll clean my couch. I'll vacuum my carpet. But it's, it was a big like pull and tug with her um, about what carpet I should get, what living room set I should get, what table I should get, side table, mirrors, Picture art, well, first and foremost, like that. you need to bring back the plastic covering on the couch. No, 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 that's what you need to bring back. No, okay, no. your mom is basically saying that. <laughs> and, uh, uh, my god, she's, and then if there's so, you know what, I have no problem with the whole plastic covers, is that people keep it you on don't. for 20 years and then you sit on it again, and that one thing cuts you on your leg. Let's say you wear, oh sport. my gosh, that that is probably one of that's. Harder than Teflon. It'll cut you right <laughs> on your, your, the back of your leg. You're bleeding all over the place. And they still won't remove it. They still and, don't let it and don't let it be the summertime. Because, oh, baby, right. talk about no. the sweat beads. Just no. running down your back. And there's just like, oh, it's so sticky. Then you want to get, then when you get up, you just feel yourself getting off the it's, couch like Velcro. Horrible, oh, baby. But I haven't found what my aesthetic is yet. I'm still, tra- I'm still trying to figure out what I want my place to look like. What color schemes do I want? Do I want like a accent wall or what kind of backsplash I want on my kitchen? Like, right. <laughs> you know, and then it, it, it hurts me because then I look at all kinds of things on HGTV and say, man, I don't have the money for that. $15,000 for a tile? Sheesh. No, see, 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 <laughs> you can't, you can't allow these channels like HGTV <laughs> And home and gardens to fool you, right? Because well, no, HG is home. HGTV, <laughs> yeah, but still. doesn't matter. But you know what I'm trying to say. You can't allow these channels and these, you know, p- articles and Pinterest and all these things to influence you. I right? know, I know. Because it's like you're gonna go in 15 different directions, and keep in mind you have to have a budget. Yeah. Right. It's the, the answer is budget. This is not like house hunters, where it's like, hi, you know, I make cardboard for a living and I like paint trees and we want a house for $10 million. <laughs> like, what like, the fuck? Ow. Houseway, what, you're not how? telling me the real, the real cheat code. What is the blueprint? I don't care about your TV show. How did you get the money to buy this house? It's called crime. <laughs> it's called laundering and crime because there's no other way that they can afford this. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm trying to discover these things myself. Ironically, I work for a company that deals in the home and food space or mainly in the home space. So I'm trying to figure out myself. Like, I don't want to rely on that particular source primarily. Like, certain things are, you know, useful, like storage and organized. But I don't want my space to look like the typical 
like you know, everything typical, you see online or in exactly magazines and stuff like that, right? Right. I don't. I don't want to be that same aesthetic because I've seen it all before, and it all just becomes copy and paste, and everyone has the same stuff. I don't right. like that. I told myself, like so far, everything has just been black. Like, oh, I mean, it sounds, no, I sound like, I sound that. like such a quote unquote boy. Right, Ozzy Osbourne. No, it's not even that because once again, I've never had the chance to have an aesthetic. So it's just like, all right, all black, everything, but splashes of color. Yes. And now I'm trying to figure out where the splashes of color are going to come. And so far I have not gotten to the splash of color yet, but all black. Oh baby. It's on set. The TV I, stand. I, black. I think you should pull back. The futon black. Oh. The bed frame black. My skin black. The Caribbean in me is just screaming out. It's gonna get dirty so fast. But black is gonna hide the dirt. What are you no, talking about? No, it's not. Oh my God! Do you not what, know well, black shows up the most dirt? White is not gonna show up. Is white is gonna. What is white? But everything contrast. That's why they're the two color extremes. Everything that's contrast, you're gonna see all kind of dander, skin dust. Dander. Everything. <laughs> Everything. Does it look like there's pets around here? Doesn't matter if there's not pets or not. Like naturally, your skin is going to shed. You, like you don't know. It's do I, do I look like a snake? Okay, all right. Get you all black. It's just me. Soulless I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Go I'm ahead. not saying everything is going to be black. What I'm saying is the Hello, pops of color friend. are coming soon. Hello, friend. That's exactly what you're singing to me right now. All the that's time. Not, yeah. That's not what I'm trying to sing. <laughs> That's not it. I'm not all black soul everything. But no, I, I am going to incorporate some color when the time comes. But so far, it's like once again, I don't. I never. All I know is that I'm avoiding woods. Like Why? just no, because no, not like all wood, but like at my house, at the house, there was just a lot of just like like everything looked like they came from. I don't know some type of discount store. Wow. <laughs> and it's not. It's not a crime. Is that a crime? Ooh. But for those who live in Brooklyn, Ooh. it's giving me it's giving me big Bobby's vibes. Ooh. And as much as I appreciate no, Bobby's, play Bobby's. Bobby's I'm not playing Bobby's. Shit. You better get your shit from Bobby's. First of all, I happen to live very close to a Bobby's and I go uh, to Bobby's. I got my decorative my pillows from Bobby's. Hello, shout out to Bobby's. But there's certain things that is just like, oh, this is a little too Caribbean. This is a little too auntie's house. So you and that's what I don't stay want. away from what you grew up with. Right. Correct. So you I'm don't want to stri- kind of abandon the Caribbean side of you. No, I'm I'm not abandoning. Don't do that. I'm not <laughs> abandoning anything. I'm just saying, I grew up in a space where I didn't have the choice for the aesthetic, and everything right. was just like old looking wood, right. wood, 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 yeah, wood, yeah. wood, wood, fake wood, new wood, old wood, heavy wood, chip wood. And I'm just like. I think like anybody who grew up in a household, they'll probably want to do something that's opposite of what they are yeah. used to. Yeah, I'm trying to go for like a futuristic 80s meets the present time. So it's kind of like sleek designs, it's modern. If if you're familiar with Touch of Modern, the site where everything is just like sleek, like all the shit that granted you would see online, but not the typical stuff you'd see online. So you kind of want to copy and paste something that's online, but not really. So the answer (laughs) is... You know what? I don't like where this conversation is going. I see what I did there. I see what you did there, and I don't like it. So the answer is yes. I, I want to copy and paste, but not copy something what others women Look, the answer is I'm figuring out my aesthetic like we all are in our homes, and it takes some time. It does. And that's the answer. It really does. So it doesn't matter where I get my inspiration from. Okay? It it's doesn't. called inspiration. And you know what? 
it's okay to pull ideas from different places. Like, who says, like, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want it to look like that because that person has it. If you like it, put it in your house because who's going to be sitting on the couch watching and enjoying a TV? You, not the next person. And you know what's funny? Like, when it came to cleaning back then, um, <laughs> no, granted, yes, cleaning, cleaning is important. But there was a point when I was younger where, you know, obviously every Saturday in a Caribbean household is cleaning day. Uh-huh. And I used to dread it and avoid it by all costs. And the way that we would clean in that house is like, who's coming over to Queen of England? Fast forward, I'm cleaning around the space oh. as if someone's coming over. And just, but the thing is, I like clean, but I like clean at my own terms. And granted, uh, you know, there's a little uh, problem within the building. I wow. don't want to disclose. Cleaning is cathartic for me. It helps me to just relieve, you know, just my it laundry, feels good. do the laundry. I'm so, the best thing about my apartment is that I have a wash and dry in my apartment. So it makes everything. Oh, you're big flexing. So, so much at ease. And that's a like, flex. That is definitely, that's what, that's what, one of the things I was looking for in an apartment is to make sure, especially during COVID, I did not like going to the laundromat. So having a washer and dryer in my apartment Top tier, top tier reason why I'm living here. I don't care about where it, it was in there. I can clean, I can wash whatever I want to wash. I can change my sheets whenever I want to. I can change my shower curtains. I wash my shower curtains, change it whenever I want to, clean, scrub. I have a reusable mop that I can wash. Like it, it makes me feel extra clean that I can wash it now. You know what I mean? Gotcha. <laughs> no, I, I happen to have a laundry set up in the basement of the building I live in and I haven't tapped into it yet but I mean I can only imagine how that is with other people well I gotta figure out like when it's not as occupied I guess Mm -hmm. Um, walk with disinfectant yeah of course yeah yeah cause just have that Dettol like locked and loaded ready to (laughs) (laughs) you know it's funny uh, cause the other night I was I was sleeping and it was like uh party going on down the hall and it didn't really bother me because it, I mean granted it was a lot of noise but it didn't really bother me it was like late in the morning it was like early in the morning it didn't really bother me because I guess I'm always like I grew up around noise I grew up around like an uh, area where you know parties would go on and stuff like that so it really didn't bother me uh, I know other for some people that might be like a bother it's like oh my god yeah. they're making so much noise I can't sleep it was like oh, I'm used to this shit it's just an issue definitely um even with home it's funny that you brought up neighbors. I'm glad that um I have some good neighbors. Do you know your neighbors? Go. Not no no, but are I you? Know, I know my neighbors. My neighbors are pretty cool. Like um I left my key with my neighbor um just in case wow. anything happened because you know it's the no, trust for me. It's the trust. Yeah, I trust him. I mean, he's I don't. First of all, I don't have anything in my apartment but wine and maybe some Clark's bleach. That's you can't. You can't. You can't admit that to people. That's fine. Um, when I came back, I made groceries, of course. But when I, I knew I was, I was anticipating that I was leaving for a sufficient amount of time. I oh, okay. didn't want to leave anything, you know, of value in my apartment. So make sure that the kitchen was clear. You know, closet doesn't have anything that's valuable. I took stuff with me. Anything that I had valuable, they were in my suitcase. So I was in a good place. So I was like, listen, if anything go- happens, you know. The lights go off here so frequently, or if there might be a flood, the, it always rains here. I wanted, you know, him to have access to my apartment just to make sure everything was okay. 
You know what I mean? And I left my car down here, so I left my car key as well too. Doesn't make sense for me leaving my car keys in um, my apartment and it's in the driveway if he needed to move my car or whatever, because we share a, um, a driveway. Mm. So, you know, I trusted him with that. And he was like, okay, if anything, I'll let you know. And things were fine. And when I came back, the night that I flew back in, he actually left my lights on outside and he was like hey Rovi, i left the lights on for you out so when you come in you won't be in the dark and yeah, that was so me. sweet right talk about hospitality right and i'm like that is like home like i feel comfortable here now like it took me a while to get adjusted and used to so but my neighbors are really really nice i like my neighbors and that also contributes to what you call a home as well too right you know you want to be someplace again you want to feel secure where you're where you're staying Cause you're going to be sleeping here at night and you, there's so many things that could go on at night. And shockingly, I didn't even tell my mother this one time, like we have like a gate and if everybody doesn't have the key for the gate to come in, but sometimes the gate is left open. And then I had a knock on my apartment door and it was like, um, it's the Florida government. We need to um, know how many people are inside. Um, there's something going on. And I was like, no, get away from my door. And then I called my neighbor and I was like, hey, um, did you know about anybody who's trying to survey um, anything over here? He was like, no, I don't know anything about that. But he has a camera in the front. So he said, let me check my camera. And of course, with um, Ring, you could go on your phone, you could check, yeah. rewind or whatever. And he's like, yeah, they're not supposed to be there. He's like, somebody must have left the, the door open in the gate. So mm. it, it, I feel more secure knowing that I have all of these people looking out for me and not only people having... Um, security camera having the gates having open communication with your neighbors it's a good thing you know i, I, yeah. I have a sense of home yeah no that's good no I, i'm glad that you brought up security because um that is one of the major things about home that we tend to overlook the the secure right. aspect of it and it's not just like physical secure but just like that feeling of security the being feeling, inside of your sure. home and that's something that is certainly overlooked sometimes. Feeling safe. I've only been in this apartment for a little bit. Do I feel safe? Relatively. Yeah. I mean, the build, like building-wise, everyone seems to be nice here uh, from who I've encountered thus far. I don't really Good. know the neighbors on my floor too much. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, soon. I don't know. Soon. I, I, I guess, soon enough. <laughs> Usually what would happen, I mean, this doesn't happen all the time. But in certain cases, you know, some crazy thing happens, like the power goes out or something, and mm-hmm. then you usually see your neighbors on. So, <laughs> like I remember back in the day when we used to have blackouts on the block, and then that's when you basically see all your neighbors see for the first time, right. and it's like what a big, everyone does. Yeah, a, it's a block party, but with no power. So, <laughs> but I no, hope, yeah. In I this hope space, that you find um, one of those little old black ladies who don't really know you know you but they watch you to make sure that you make it home okay those are the those are the real heroes those people that Aww. don't aren't really that social but they're they're looking out all right she usually comes home around this time and she's not home i'm gonna look and make sure she's home there, there's a mix of different people in this apartment complex as far as i've there's some older people there's some younger people uh i met this one lady <laughs> uh but that's me <laughs> what you're saying um, <laughs> Fire stick in them. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we're not, we're not, that's not the point. She, I don't, I don't know how old or young she was. It's just that she was aesthetically pleasing and that's that. And she caught your eye. I mean, play it, play it, do what you But hey, do. I don't, I don't, I don't shit where I live. Okay. Oh. That's problems. 
similar right. to work. I don't I don't shit where I work or I don't shit where I eat. What's the what's the phrase again? <laughs> don't shit where you eat. I'm not gonna shit where I live. Okay. Well no. I mean I but I you could can. shit. Where I live. You can, you know that. You have a toilet. And right, right, right. I can physically, I can literally shit, can. but I'm not going to metaphorically. So it doesn't work if you, you know. I'm not going to metaphorically <laughs> shit where I live, okay? That's, that's, that, you know what I meant. That's not I know, the point. I know, I <laughs> know. But yeah, I don't, I don't want those type of problems. Uh, I can't, I can't deal with that. And then, you know, I'm very, I'm also being very selective with who I invite over as well. Uh, really? In the past. Well, yeah. I mean, in the past, I know that not much people knew where I lived when I was at the house. And it's only because I, I was never really excited to invite anyone over. I mean, by circumstance, yeah, people would come over just because it's like, all right, hey, this is where I live. And at some point, I guess you're going to see it. But realistically, not much of my friends like actually have physically been to my space. And also because comparably to the city or at least Brooklyn, I live that far. So, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so the, those who I would bring to my space or would know where I live at least, those were like special people. And I want that to be the same case here. Where I'm not just having a... I mean, I, I appreciate people with an open door policy. And of course, and I would like to be that person. But at the same time, hashtag COVID. Yeah. And hashtag, you know, I, I feel yeah, like if certain, people, if certain people know where I live, then they might take advantage of that. And now they're... Knock, 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 knock. And now they're playing Waldo Geraldo. You know what Ooh. I mean? <laughs> okay. And it's just like, uh, what are you doing here? Uninvited. Uh. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm pretty sure people won't do that. But you never know. Uh, I mean, so I'm, <clears throat> I'm personally being mindful. I'm sorry? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. What was that? Your neighbor might. Who knows? I, I, don't, I don't have any relationships with my neighbor so far. So Yet. I would hope not. Okay, yet. Yes. Yeah, fair enough, yet. But yeah, I, I just feel that, you know, I want to be selective with people who I bring in the space. I think that's a that. good idea. You should. And yeah, not like, all right, blast my address on the this internet. Is, this, and is, like, this is your sanctity right now. This is your yes, safety. my sanctum. Correct. And I want to respect that by only inviting people who I, you know, trust and value. I agree. Uh, coming over. And I guess agree. what, friend? You're on that list. Me? Yes, you. Uh, it's so funny that I'm invited and I'm not near. <laughs> I'm Why can't you? I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take the olive branch. Why can't you just take the extent? And I'm gonna come out and be like, congrats to my friend. Every time I extend grace, you return with violence, and I just don't understand. Wow, it. and I've evolved. <laughs> I'm evolving. Are we? We are. We are evolving. I am so happy that you've decided to disclose this trust amongst me. Um, what I would do with that information now that I've watched Survivor will um, hold a lot of weight because it will help me to execute certain things that I may need for myself personally just so I can have a better chance um, at this game. Are you trying to kick me out of my apartment? <laughs> To win the $10,000? I don't understand what's happening. It's a million dollars. It's a million Oh, sorry. A million. Uh, like, does it matter? Like, what does Survivor have to do with anything? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I've just been binge-watching Survivor. It has Clearly. nothing to do with anything. But I love it. Okay. I Good job. It. Well, tell me how season 90 ends up, or I don't know. You might be on it. 
I don't want to be a survivor. You wouldn't be I'm, a survivor? I'm currently surviving. I'm on I'm on the show called Surviving. You have halfway won the million dollars. And this show never ends. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't realize how Speaking of reality shows, uh, just to harken back to uh, the reality show that's America, real quick. It seems that in the past couple of weeks, I'm not going to get too much into it, but the past couple of weeks has been pretty wild for America. And I'm just glad that uh, post-inauguration uh, is here uh, and whew, we survived. But, you know, I mean, ooh, real quick. If America, based off of everything that's been happening in the past couple of weeks... If America was an actual show, who would you think would be like the writer of the show? Like Shonda Rhimes? Would it be Tyler Perry? Would it be like Ava DuVernay? Would it be Issa Rae? Would it be someone white? Yeah, I, I would lean to someone white, probably. Um, like like Dick Wolf. It's gonna, it's gonna show a lot of bullshit. It would if 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 any of the um. Anybody black did it, you would have seen the real America, but it will it will showcase <laughs> all the highlights, um, briefly some lowlights, and um, it'll show, you know, our ex president being on the forefront. They probably will, yeah, for America, and then they're gonna just hide in with the forefathers. And um, I think Shonda Rhimes would be a good would do a good job writing America. She would do a great job, but realistically. They're not I mean, gonna let it happen. But then again, she technically did by by scandal. Technically, uh, you know, I've never watched Scandal. <gasps> what? Couldn't get into it. Wowzer! But yet, Survivor—that's your jam. Um, Netflix just suggested Survivor, and I just clicked it, and I got hooked. So you're you just go based off suggestions. You're, I'm open to suggestions. Yes, I'm your impression. Open. You're impressionable. I'm not that's impressionable. What you're I'm open to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not easily impressed. Oh, oh excuse me. I don't have Shake to copy shoulder. and paste off a of website. I'm not copying and pasting off of anything. <laughs> First and foremost, <laughs> let's not do that, okay? You look at my space, it, it is unlike any style you've ever seen. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but yes, let's dive into. Do you want to dive into a personal question? Sure, we can do that. Let's dive into a personal question in our undying attempt for y'all to get to know us. And <laughs> your, today's, your personal questions be really out of whack, though. I mean, I'm going off of a, a list. So, you know, that's that for that. Uh, these <laughs> are not right. right. I don't curate the list of these questions. <clears throat> I'm not 100% sure. All right. Well, either way. Ooh. The question for this week is, What's the most dangerous thrill-seeking thing you would consider doing? The most dangerous thrill-seeker thing that I would consider doing. You want to know something? And if we can refrain from it being around sex, that would be so... Wow, is that what... Wow. Is sex on your mind? Because... It's not on my mind. I was just trying to... For the longest, but... I was anticipating your moves. Why would you anticipate sex from me, first of all? I... Sex does not exude from my pores, but I mean, I am a sensual woman. We're not going to go there. But I have been thinking about this question a lot. Yes. And what is the answer? The most thrill-seeking experience that I would ever do is skydiving. Why? Explain your work. Because I would never do it. 
Yeah. You know they have like, indoor I, skydiving, right? Huh? They have indoor skydiving. I've always I wanted to do that. It. Why? I want to do the one where I I want to do the one where you're outside and you're as in jumping out of a plane. Jumping out of a plane and you're seeing like the majestic world. Like I, I want the bird's eye view. Like we are we are so and thrilled to be in a plane or a helicopter and look down and see things like that. I want to experience that. You know what I mean? I always want to, but the fear of me doing it huh, won't, you know, my body weight leads me to not want to do it because the force of gravity and the velocity of me flying down to earth makes me hesitant to want to skydive but it's something that i've always wanted to experience you know okay. what I mean? first first and foremost Ruby, there's a lot of misconceptions huge <laughs> misconceptions your body weight does not affect skydiving i know whatsoever. that but in my head in mind my you head, there there's a man's behind you guiding the whole thing my head still says it won't work third of all if you're on a plane and you're looking out and seeing the skies doesn't mean that someone automatically is thinking, oh, I should jump out of this plane and see what it's like. I want to know what the feeling. I, w- I want the feeling. I want the endorphins. I want the adrenaline. I want the pump. I want the rush. I want that, the wind blowing in my face. It looks cool. Like, that's something that I, w- I would want to do. You currently live in Florida. That's already a thrill. Wow. So wow. I'm just trying to understand what more adrenaline do you need in your life? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> What's your, what is your thrill-seeking experience, Mr. Sex? I didn't say mine's had to be You know what? Nope. So <laughs> thank you so much for listening, everyone. I think we're just going <laughs> to. Wow. What is My the most life. dangerous thrill-seeking thing that I would want to do? I mean, skydiving, yes, is everyone's typical answer. I would like to... Oh, you say my answer is typical? No, 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 no. Not saying yours is typical or like basic. I'm just saying... But you just did. I'm, well, skydiving is usually a very thrill-seeking, very dangerous thing, right? So, I mean, that's usually like... That's like the top of the yeah, top. Yeah, but of black people. girls don't say that. Most black people in general don't I say that. I said black people. I said black girls. Like, plus-size, beautiful, bold women really don't do that because we do... Yeah, we honestly do have this fear, like we're too heavy to skydive. That's that's real. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. I, I didn't know that was a... Don't take that away from me, all right? I'm not taking anything away from I just didn't know that was a thing. My apologies. Well, for me, that's my, that's my whole... Sh- I feel like it's going to be too much. There's a lot going on for that. You know, my fear of heights, my fear of doing new things, my fear of dying like there's a lot of factors in behind this but i still want to have that sensation like i I had it before when i went parasailing and i kind of want to relive that okay i see you, you want to conquer a bunch of fears That's okay let's go to you mr sex no i'm just uh, don't do that i'm not mr. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not mr. Sex. No, i'm claim not it. mr sex claim it. claim it i'm not claiming anything okay. all right so my answer is I would like to do like, like I guess like na- like not really NASCAR racing, but I want to like be in like a f- very fast car, like do like drag racing or okay something like that. I want to do like drag racing. Yeah, I want to learn how to like drive a that car really fast and good and normal. Do- and how about I up the ante and I change your... What do you mean normal? How's that normal? I'm going to change your thrill-seeking experience and say that I would like to see you, and I hope the listeners would probably chime in on this vote, um, see you in drag. 
Okay, so the question is the most dangerous thrill-seeking <laughs> thing. Uh, dangerous. How is drag dangerous? I don't understand. <laughs> no, I didn't say I, I'm not proposing that. I just want to see a thrill-seeking on my uh, point of view of oh, you. Oh, this is for your for yeah, your question, yeah. your entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. It might be dangerous for you, or it might be dangerous How? for me. How would I don't it be know. dangerous? It for might you? be that you might hate me after you're dolled up, you know, to the nines. Oh, you just want to see me in drag. Period. Yeah, I'm still think I'm still talking about drag, not drag racing. I know. Well, not <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race. Not to be confused with that. <laughs> no, no. I'm just not to be confused. No, I could. You know what? If someone were to propose, or if someone were to get me in drag, I would try it out. Oh, guess what? I got TikTok. I don't know what that means. We can do a TikTok with this. Oh, I'm ready. No, I'm talking about like not like a filter. I'm talking about like No, a, not a filter, but like a before and after TikTok. We're gonna we're gonna set it up. It's gonna be good. Sure. Smooches. It's gonna the be answer's, good. The answer's sure. Oh, um, look at that. You're being suggestively open. I am always open to trying new things once. Oh, you're impressionable? I'm not impressionable. I am open minded. Oh, Full circle. We always trying to one up each other in this society. <laughs> Full what are you talking circle. About? You see that? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I would love to see you in drag. I think you'll make a pretty, pretty, pretty. Just pretty. I don't know about sex, Aww. but pretty. All right. I think that's a compliment, and I will take it as such. <laughs> you think it's a compliment? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah, I would try it. I'm very comfortable with my appearance and sexuality and all those things. I'm sorry? Because you missed this step. And we're going to the next question. Um, <laughs> so let's... <laughs> if For those who are listening, do not call me Mr. Sex. Please do not. I, I beg of you, do not let this... Do not let Roe v... The what's people the know what's the truth, so... Don't let Roe v influence <laughs> you, okay? To do and say things that you don't mean. And that's the answer, okay? Don't fall into the peer pressure. All right, let's get down to one more cue off of the Reddits. And remember, uh, for those who are listening, if you want to submit your questions for us on the podcast, you can send your questions to podcast at gmail.com. That's so uh, podcast at the pop. Wow, I've just missed at gmail.com. Yes, yes. podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> send your questions. Uh, for us for us to answer on the show. So today's question... <clears throat> oh, you're going to like this one, Rove. It's, uh-huh. very, it's very spicy. Oh, I am spicy, so... All right. Are you ready? I am ready. So the question is, am I the asshole for telling my daughter that I'm not walking her down the aisle twice? Ooh. Oh, not spicy see, already. I didn't see that one coming, did you? Okay. So the question says, my daughter has two boyfriends already. Yes. Already a mood. Yes. Yes, queen. And she wants to marry both of them. Yes, queen. Let's oh, talk baby. about it. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. Go ahead. Uh, obviously, according to state laws, that would be illegal. Boo. I wonder which is state it, this is. Is it from. really illegal? I, I think it's big illegal, but let's move on. <laughs> so she wants to marry one in an unofficial ceremony and then marry the other in an unofficial ceremony the next day. 
Oh, she's trying to double book. Mm. So it's like wedding on mm. wedding on Tuesday, wedding on Wednesday. I'm bo- I'm free for both. All right. Busy. Okay. Right. Say yes to the dress twice. Mm. Talk about saving money. Anyway, <laughs> my daughter asked me to walk her down the aisle at both events. At first, I said I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> She don't like either boyfriend. Wow. Uh, <laughs> to me, it's a mockery of marriage. I thought about it and I told my daughter that I'd walk her down the aisle at one event and that the man she was marrying on the day would be my son-in-law. She chose the unofficial ceremony, but then the man she was supposed to marry officially eventually got mad because we weren't treating him like a son-in-law. Mm. Now my daughter is pestering me to walk her down both aisles, but I refused. So, is this person an a-hole for not wanting to walk his daughter down the aisle twice? Now that they, um, they talk about marriage and upholding, you know. Well, the father has a traditional sense of what marriage, marriage is. Yeah. So, but, he's just like, yo. The first point makes a, a, a good point. So, he's just like, hey, look, the first one you're doing this with, that's, that's the one I'm counting. The second one, that's your business. I don't think he's an asshole. I think um, he's just staying firm for what he believes in. I mean, it's up to her. I mean, she can get maybe an uncle or somebody, but you can't force somebody to do an what uncle want to do an uncle to walk her down the aisle. I mean, how are you going to get an uncle at such short minutes' notice? First of all, I don't even know. She's having a back-to-back wedding robe. Be respectful. Hold on, hold on. For me, she's doing way too much. I'd have just had one unofficial wedding hypothetically instead of two unofficial weddings and have both my boyfriends walk me with each arm god gave me two arms for a reason and I walk down the with them. she's doing way too much and in that same breath her father could walk her down once period so logistically why she needs to get a better wedding planner but that's not an asshole for not walking her down the aisle based on his beliefs because you can't tell somebody what their what their beliefs are is wrong unless you know she's clearly marrying two people which is which is quote unquote illegal but she, he's not being an asshole for speaking his mind that's very true well keep in mind these are unofficial weddings so they're not they're not on paper there's no type of marriage license she shouldn't have two I think she shouldn't have two so she could have two boyfriends but she can't have two marriages you damn hypocrite no 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 she wants to walk me walk down the aisle. <laughs> You're a hypocrite. <laughs> such a hypocrite. <laughs> she wants to walk. Listen, I'm trying not to put myself in that situation, but if it was me, again, I would do it. I first of all, I'll be real slick with it though. You want stem in one and stem in two. That's all you want, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I would do a um, do a marriage at the ceremony and then a union marriage at the reception. <laughs> oh my gosh. Look at you being semantical and logistical. You got to do what you got to do. If if this is the scenario that she painted for herself and that this is what she wanted, she has to be tactful about it and and you know, do something that can please everybody. Her dad already said he's not walking down twice. He doesn't believe in it. So figure out a way for him to just do it once. Man said my daughter is pestering me to walk her down both aisles. I like how they just skip the fact that 
she had two boyfriends for a minute now and they are on the brink of marriage and nobody had a problem with it until then. But you know, realistically, I mean, if if the daughter has two boyfriends and they all seem to be cool, then she's clearly in a polyamorous relationship. Yeah. And you'll also just be a throuple. Yeah. And boom, call it a day. Call it George. And have yeah. those sanctified union. Why are we quoting all these words? I don't understand. <laughs> Why are we using all these quotes? I, I don't get it. That's weird. Either. I've never been in a throuple and I don't think it's for me. But... Kudos to don't, her. Don't I, knock it before you try it. That's a lot of balls to manage. Like, woo. Well, she's a juggler. Yeah. <laughs> she's a juggler. No, but to answer the question, yeah, I don't think the dad's necessarily the asshole. I mean, at the end of the day, he does want to support his daughter. He's just not about this double no, marriage life. Yeah. And it sucks that the other guy, I guess, whoever's, I guess, fiance number two. Like, like he's not the son-in-law. Right. He it sucks that... Like that. He has to mm-hmm. do that. He'll always he have to, to be like that. If he feels like that now, it's not going to change. No, but right. But see, that's off the direction of the dad. The right. dad is like, yo, I don't care. Whoever you marry first, that's the official for me. Right. The other guy, as I said, that's on you. Somebody you could. Yep. Right. But mind you, girl gets two rings. That's pretty dope. Mm, I didn't even think about that. You didn't even think about that, did you? Wow. Yeah, she's a goat. What's that mean? <laughs> you need the secrets. <laughs> Give me the code. I need the code. How does she lock in two dudes? Ooh, she must be Miss Sex. What? Oh, mm. oh, sorry, Mrs. Sex. She's getting married twice. <laughs> she, she's the Mrs. Mrs. <laughs> it takes a lot for a, a girl to pull two guys, and they are comfortable knowing that they are banging out the same girl. It's a mm. lot. Talk about Survivor. <laughs> Ooh. Yes, full circle back to Samantha. Outweigh, outwit, outlast. Here we go. <laughs> oh, man. Would you have two girlfriends? Excuse me? Would you have two girlfriends? I don't want to answer that on a recorded record because I feel like receipts may come ah! back my way and I don't need that type of smoke. So the answer is, as according to Sophisticated Ignorance podcast uh, of this year in 2021, I would not have two girlfriends on paper or unofficially or anywhere else. Thank you so much uh, for your time. All right, the not love when love comes knocking, then. Does it have to knock twice? <laughs> it might. Three times the charm. Um, you know, I... I <laughs> the fact that I could barely manage one girlfriend, much less two, for me, the answer is I would not have two girlfriends. Okay? My mom would flip, first and foremost. And I don't think my mom was attending two marriages at the same time. A Caribbean mother definitely would not. No. Absolutely not. Can you imagine if this was you and you talked to your daddy about walking down the aisle twice unofficially? I don't Girl, think I could make it that far. You wouldn't make it past one. One. I can't even make Let's... it past four for two. So <laughs> that's like in the sea of abyss, that dark cloud over there that I could never, never go to. Like, no. I know my mom would just say, what? That's, that's my mom's reaction to anything crazy I do. <laughs> wow. Two people vixen? Two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My and mom would gonna... say something like, why would you want a man to sample two different flavors of your milk? And I'm like, mommy, no, we're not doing that. 
What is she? Is your mom calling you milk or a cow? What is happening? She's saying that I'm chocolate milk and nobody needs to have any samples of my milk. She said it who's, before. And then my sampling, mom's like, sometimes people want to try chocolate, strawberry, banana, and regular. And I'm like, all right, we're doing too much with milk. All right. It was cute the first time that I'm chocolate milk, but this is too much. It's a who's lot. sampling chocolate milk? And why is there so much flavors of milk that people want to sell? I don't know. I don't know. I oh, right. never used it. I, that's just what she would say. She grew up in a different time than I have. So here we are. Clearly where chocolate milk was a commodity and a delicacy, clearly. It still is because I'm chocolate milk down to the last drop. Good for the body and the soul. That's for the say. On that note, we're just going to end the show. You know what? Thank you, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Drink your milk and get your vitamin D up. Calcium, you mean? And vitamin D. I, I, don't, I don't drink cow's milk anymore. I drink almond milk, okay? Okay, we're not, we're, we are not going down this route. <laughs> right, I'm stopping it. All right. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening today to this week's episode. Uh, Make sure to check out the podcast on all of the available podcast platforms, which is uh, SoundCloud and Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, Make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram and on Twitter, as well as Facebook if you're still on that devil site. And... Uh, make sure to follow me and Rovi on our respective social Woo-hoo. media platforms. You can go on Reverne's Instagram and see her Busset Challenge. Uh, burr, 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 burr. Uh, Come on. Busset, Busset. I don't know how the song goes right now, but that's bus the point. Busset. It's the craze right now. This is the first dance challenge of January 2020. I've seen a lot of good Busset Challenges, and may I say, ladies, you are very blessed and highly favored. And if you want to send your personal busted challenges to be for review, wow. my number is seven one. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I'll you I guys can DM me after the show. Like a sexy one. I was like, I don't, I don't. No, yours is great. Yours is amazing. Yours made me laugh. I know. Yours is good. Yours is gold. I'm, I'm, I, I couldn't help. Don't change a thing. To do it. Don't don't copy and paste. Don't conform. Be yourself. Ooh, we saying that I'm not missing sex. Okay. What? No, I don't. I didn't say. That's not what I'm trying to say. Thank you. That's not, no. All right. You took my words and, and you, you misconstrued them. All right. Anyway, <laughs> thank you all for listening once again, and we will check y'all next time. Bye. Thanks. Definitely sophisticated ignorance, and I'm fucking with it.